following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We are a pair of smarts that love to talk wrestling. But let's face it, it's not what it used to be. My name is Jose Solorzano, and he is the baddest guy around, Jermaine Meredith. How's it going? I'm doing quite well, man. Coming off of uh, all that crazy WrestleMania stuff and two-for-one week. Yes. So we're almost at the end here. We are. I think after today... After today's show, I think WrestleMania will be really put to rest until the foreseeable future. If all you don't know, next year's WrestleMania is in Dallas, Texas, uh, uh, April 2022. And hopefully they'll do it one night. It won't be this two-night extravaganza that they're doing. Yeah. Hopefully they'll go back to that one-night spectacle that we're all used to and that we all enjoy. Because as we've, as we've learned... One night, if you have two nights, one night's going to be better than the other, and then it's just a comparing game, and it's just not WrestleMania anymore, really. Like, we don't really need that, you know? And it's a lot of wrestling. It's a lot of wrestling. I'm wrestled out for the first time. But the news keeps on coming in, Jermaine. This is the thing about being a wrestling fan. There's always something to talk about. There's always something breaking. There's always something happening. There's always someone saying something. It's just wrestling is a gift that just keeps on giving, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just It just keeps on giving. And I, and I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yep, that's the thing, man. A lot of things happen mm-hmm. in the world of wrestling, and it tends to happen after WrestleMania, coincidentally. It's like a big yeah. reset. It is. It's a big reset. And it's, and it's honestly it's like, I think Mick Foley said this before. They're like, you know, sports have their off season, six months in, six months off. And yep. um, wrestling's off season is only about 12 hours. The night after, you know, and it's true, right? Because some things get dropped after WrestleMania. Some things do continue after WrestleMania, as we saw on Monday Night Raw. But it's just their off season is just twelve hours. That's that's wrestling for you. It's twenty four seven. There's always something to talk about. And with that being said, today's show, you will see why there's always something to talk about. We had something completely differently planned for today's show, Jermaine. And then the news today, as of recording today, which is Thursday, just broke. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We still have our jobs, though. I just want to say that. We're, we're, we're still employed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that for a couple so of... So far. Yeah, so far. I mean, I mean, it's it's only Thursday. I mean, the week's not done yet, right? But before we get to all of that breaking news, and we're going to do a little bit of a watch-along here from uh, WrestleMania. Uh, Jermaine, I know you have something on your mind about Monday Night Raw. And the reason why, we usually don't really talk about Raw, but the thing is... The Raw after WrestleMania, Jermaine, is always special. They pretty much advertise it as that. The WrestleMania, the, the Raw after WrestleMania is a big Raw. And this That's year, right. they fell flat. Big time. I'm going to call it out and say this is probably the worst Raw after Mania ever. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Thank you. It was the worst WrestleMania, I mean, Raw after <laughs> WrestleMania ever. And I, you look in the past and you think of all the past Raws mm-hmm. after Mania. The, day, uh, the return of Brock Lesnar oh. after years away. Yeah. 
so much different changes, like Paige beating AJ Lee. I was marking out. Man, so much the crowds and everything. And obviously we can't have crowds. No. But even like the 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 debuts of like NXT stars or the next the future, you know, coming up on Raw. That's special. But I mean, this year we didn't get anybody, man. Who do we get returning? Nothing (laughs) nothing really happened. And it was like when when the past Raws after Mania, it was like a planning of the future. Yes. You've got you got a sense of where WWE was heading in the coming months and sometimes even the main event picture for next year's WrestleMania. Mm. But mm. this past Raw, we got nothing. We got nothing. Oh, shame on me. We got a huge return. Oh, yes. How a dare huge you? return. How dare you not mention the them? Viking Raiders. <laughs> I was wondering when to get back. I mean... The tag team division sorely missed them. They needed them so badly. They definitely they did. didn't have their own things to do. Hey, it would have been the New Day versus the Viking Raiders at WrestleMania. <laughs> they they might have even main evented WrestleMania. So, oh man, I know the Viking Raiders really have come back, and they're gonna definitely leave their mark and just change things for the tag team division in the WWE, especially on Raw. Um, that's, They're putting everyone on notice. They are. They definitely are. I mean, who could forget their classics with, you know, Akira Tozawa and his ninjas? You know what I mean? Who can forget those classics? Who can forget oh, and, those and bowling with yes. the, uh, what do you call them? The, the stri- cup sippers. The street profits. Their names. Yeah. 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 Who can forget those vignettes and those cinematic matches? I mean, that's what we're missing, right? The Viking Raiders. That's what everyone yeah. was clamoring for this whole pandemic year after Mania to see the Viking Raiders yep. return. And you know what more people were looking forward to? After the your your favorite faction, or sorry, ex-favorite faction, the Hurt Business, after them dropping Shelton and uh, Cedric from the Hurt Business, we definitely wanted to see them get buried by the returning Viking Raiders, right, Jermaine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin, yeah. Cedric Alexander, uh-huh. they're, they're nobodies. They deserve yeah. to get buried like that. Yeah, clearly, and that's what they did. You know, I mean, they got buried by a returning team that is pretty much, you know, lost in the shuffle because for a second there, I thought WWE had gone back to their golden era in the 80s and early 90s where you have all these over-the-top gimmicks <laughs> that really don't make sense nowadays. But, you know, there they are, the good old Viking Raiders, you know what I mean? Um, yep. And, and, you know. To put, that's just like putting salt in an open wound for a guy who's been a fan of the Hurt Business and was a big fan of the Hurt Business from the beginning and all the way through, even to the point where they all had the gold at one point. And then that fan just gets disappointed, man, night after night. And then, you know what's worse than that, Jermaine? A person who's been a fan of the Hurt Business seeing new members come in who are really not worthy (sighs) of being in the Hurt Business, right? Yeah, yeah, I, and 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 that being the main uh, event and the thing that ends the Raw after WrestleMania. Wow! Oh man, that was awful. <laughs> Can you that imagine? I couldn't believe it. It's like I had to message. I don't you. know. <laughs> I had to. I know. I know. You had to burst my bubble. I did. But <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I I don't know if you can agree with me, but I kind of see the Hurt Business as, like, 
an African-American stable. You know what I mean? Similar to Nation of Domination, although they're not, you know, pumping their fists in the air or anything like that. Right. But that's what it seemed to me. Do you agree or? Well, I mean, they have Mace, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that that's like Owen Hart when he joined the nation. So you're saying T-Bar? Hey, you're saying like T-Bar is the Owen Hart of the Hurt Business? <laughs> no. No. Owen Hart no. deserved to be in the nation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but T-Bar, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He, be- he looks like he belongs in the freaking Wyatt family. I don't know. You know what? And maybe it would have worked if they would have taken off their horrible masks gimmicks. The retribution stuff. Yes. Take it off and become new guys. Yeah. Yeah. Retribution's over. Yeah. Retribution's over. You guys don't have to cover your face. Why are you covering your faces? Or are you part of retribution still without Mustafa Ali? But then at the same time, it's just like... Mustafa Ali was a creator of Retribution. Why are you still, you know, flying that flag of Retribution? It doesn't and make sense. You know sense. what doesn't make sense? Mm-hmm. The Hurt Business and Retribution were beefing with one another. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, for reasons unknown, they've decided to align themselves with MVP and Bobby Lashley, which we'll never know. No. Hopefully, I mean. I guarantee you. Hopefully we'll know by next Monday, but they might just, you know. No, nah, next Monday they'll still show up in their masks and their uh, skin tight uh, <laughs> faux leather. Yeah, faux leather. And yeah, we won't have answers. Yeah, it's 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 shocking. Like the, I don't know, man. The creative team in WWE, I don't know what's going on, man. I mean, Monday uh, just show they just went back to the regular crap. I mean, on Saturday night one of WrestleMania, Jermaine, I thought that was one of WWE's greatest, most recent, you know, great bookings ever. Night one of WrestleMania was a breath of fresh air. It was what we expect from WWE, at least from my end, and and from what I'm reading from a lot of people. You know, night one was that top of the ladder that people wanted to see from WWE. But damn, did they quickly go down that ladder quick as if it was (laughs) raining from Sunday and Monday. It was just dropped a bomb. I mean, I know we're going all negative on it, but I think the best part, honestly, of Raw this past Monday was Charlotte Flair's promo. And And that's not saying much because we know Charlotte Flair can deliver a promo. And oh, yeah. we know she's aggressive and, and all that stuff. But again, it goes back to the same thing where, like, Charlotte's back. She's aggressive. She's going after the title belts again. It's, it's again, the same old crap again. They're just regurgitating things over and over again. Hey, but Charlotte is the GOAT, though. Yes, she but deserves, how many times she does she have to go through the belt, man? Like, it's just it, – you talked last week about – even on Monday or, or last Friday, you talked about people shoving – uh, WWE shoving people, superstars down our throats. At this yeah. point, they're definitely shoving Charlotte down our throats. 100%. But she's great, though. She, she's athletic. She's good on the mic. She has versatile moveset versus Roman Reigns, who just has a stupid Superman punch, spear. That's it. Nah, man. Roman Charlotte is better on the mic than Roman Reigns will ever be. Wow, that's that's right. Charlotte is better, a better superstar than Roman Reigns. I don't care. Sure, he's doing great work right now, but yeah, he'll never be 
considered Look, greatest I'm male not, superstar of I'm all time. I'm not denying Charlotte's. I'm not denying Charlotte being great on the mic. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying she's a, she's one of the best right now. I'm not denying that she's not athletic. Like she is athletic. Don't get me wrong. She's all that. But I think it's just too much. It's too much. And you read it on the fans' comments, on the dirt sheets, everywhere. Like you know, people are just they feel it, and and and. And everybody backstage, you read in the dirt sheets, everyone backstage is jealous and they think that she's getting too much praise just because of her name and everything, you know? It, it's No, 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 no. Uh, you know, she's it, long stepped out of the shadow of Rick. I'm saying she is, yeah, no. she definitely has, but I think it's just a bit too much, man. I think WWE has a lot of potential in bringing up other stars. I don't know why they're not, but they definitely need to because if one, two, three women drop with injuries or get pregnant... Um, or get touched by Seth Rollins, game over. You know what I mean? Like, who are you bringing up all of a sudden? Right? You're not going to have yeah. Nia Jax be champion again. We're not going down that route. Right? So, Put I don't the know. about on Charlotte. Again, same old thing. Don't you get tired 16, of that, though? 17-time champion. It's a bit too much, man. And too no, fast. No, I don't get tired of it because the belt belongs around her waist. She wow. is the women's division. Wow. Big she words. is the best woman wrestler of all time. There, I said it. Wow. Wow. We're definitely going to have to revisit that at a later episode. The best woman of all time. We definitely yeah, are going to have to revisit that. Charlotte's great. She's great. She main evented WrestleMania, might I add. So, so did Sasha. So did Bianca. Yeah. So did Becky. So did Rhonda. Yeah, but Charlotte made that match. <laughs> this so like Charlotte, Charlotte, we need you. We need you to do us a favor. <laughs> so the crowd goes on happy. We need to stick you in the match. Make sure it's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, look. I mean, here you are talking about Charlotte on the Raw after WrestleMania. She was the best part of it, I think. Hundred percent. That promo and yep. then the intensity when she came out and assaulted uh, Rhea Ripley and Oscar in, in her bare feet. Yeah, I know. Just going at She's it, golden you know, <laughs> foot, foot to the face to Rhea Ripley. I mean, just total exclamation oh, yeah. mark, exclamation mark. So I mean, <laughs> she just yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to SmackDown on Friday or tonight if you're listening to this because. Um, I I have more I think SmackDown is a better booked and executed show and I hope that they continue some storylines or progress things. For example, Cesaro. I hope they put him in some sort of championship picture and I hope they don't give us the same shit again with like Daniel Bryan and Edge and all them. Sure, there's going to be a little bit of something because of WrestleMania backlash, but after that, just kind of drop it and move from there. Bring some more new faces to, to face Reigns because it's just, yeah. at this point, it's just getting tiresome. I mean, I, I don't want to see another triple threat match at Mania. I really don't. Like, I mean, I'm at the yeah. backlash, I'm sorry. I really don't. Yeah. It's just It's just redundant at this point. So... I don't know. That was raw for me. And then just to make things a little bit worse, Jermaine, uh, as we were talking earlier on the show, superstars, every time after WrestleMania, there's that WrestleMania, post-WrestleMania purge, WWE goals and future endeavors, a lot of their talent. Some call it spring cleaning. I call it the, the post-WrestleMania purge. And today, <laughs> man, before we started 
to today we record we're going to record and we're like okay let's do the show let's, let's do some watch alongs let's do a couple matches for mania this past sunday but now we're only relegated to one match because all this news comes out and we want to talk about it and Man, there's some names that got let go, uh, some some superstars that got let go today that I'm shocked about. A couple, only a couple I'm shocked about, and I'm gonna go through the list because I want to get your opinion on a couple of them. Some of them are okay, a given, but some of them there's some controversy and fans fans are torn. Fans are really torn. Let's start here with right. the first announcement. Okay, um, yep. we have first today. We learned that WWE has come to terms on the release of Billy Kay, Mickey James. Those were the first two names that were floating around that were out there. Okay. Billy Kay yeah. and Mickey James. First of all, I didn't know that Mickey James was still under contract. That was news to me. And yeah. honestly, I mean, okay. I think, you know, Mickey James is, I think this is it. I think, you know, they gave her another shot. She had a couple of matches, I remember, and that's it. I mean,. There we go. She had her career back in the day. I'm not really too bothered about that. Billy Kay, personally for me, Jermaine, not bothered by that at all. I don't think she's a great wrestler. I don't think she's a great in-ring performer. Her promo work is decent. But overall, I don't think she's a total package, and I don't see her being a future champion or a marketable contender in the women's division in the WWE. That's Billy Kay for me. Man. I think Billy Kay is definitely a personality. Ugh. I thought she was funny, uh, yeah. especially when she would be like, "Oh, you got to be joking me!" <sighs> like I, I thought that was funny. She oh, could, I thought that they should have ran with the whole manager angle or being mm-hmm. in somebody's corner a little bit more longer, and then eventually align her with somebody. I think she's like, a better off don't, actor. Don't make than... her a wrestler. Yeah. Make her more of a manager. I think she's better off as an actor or or as a personality, aside, not a wrestler, you know. But 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 again, what does that gonna is that's not gonna pay dividends to WWE in the long run? Like they don't care it about could. that. They don't it care could. about that. You just have to have good writing. The only time that they care about that is that when a legend comes back and then they put them in a manager role or they put them in a in a you know um, an authoritative yeah. role or on commentator or something like that. That's where they get their money's worth. But Billy Kay. Uh, not for me man not for me but then things again they announced more names chelsea green which to be honest with you she was on nxt that's Zack ryder's uh fiance or wife i'm not quite sure where they stand there um yeah, but, i never uh, heard of him <laughs> chelsea green <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i mean she was on nxt but she's very injury prone she got injured a couple times i believe she debuted on smackdown and then she got injured on her first match and then we never saw her again um, you know, she came back from injury. They never used her. They never had anything for her. And I guess, you know, she's just too injury prone. She got lost in the shuffle. We don't need her. They let her go. Tucker, of course, after yeah. they separated heavy machinery, Otis and Tucker were, you know, Tucker got left behind. And so we didn't really, we haven't really seen Tucker since Money in the Bank and all that time last year. So that made sense to me. Wesley Blake, you might remember him from uh, Murphy and Blake. Uh, he used to be they used to be NXT Tag Team Champions, and ever since you know Murphy got moved to the main roster, Wesley Blake just sat in the background, wasn't even using NXT here or there. Now they they let him go. So these were the names, and then this one hurt me, man. This one hurts me. Kalisto, Kalisto got let go now. 
sucks. I don't know what you're going to say. Uh, I know you're either or. You don't really care about Kalisto, I'm assuming. But No, no, no. I, I said it sucks. Oh, it sucks. Okay. For me personally, yeah. man, the, the, the way that they've been treating Latin American superstars recently, it's just been horrible to me. You have Rey Mysterio, who's a legend, who's still there. You have his son, Dominic, who they're trying to push. But at the same time, they're not really pushing. He's in the same spot as he's always been. Sure, he's green. I get it. But even Rey Mysterio, like, they've just been jobbing him, not taking them, taking him seriously at all. Just losing. Just treating a legend the way they usually treat legends. Just total disrespect. Yeah. Then you had Andrade thing. Andrade left. Um, you have Humberto Carrillo, who they have there, who they're not using. You have um, Angel Garza, who they're not using. They made him cut his hair to try something new, and where is he? He's nowhere to be found. You could have probably saw a little glimpse of him uh, at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal last Friday. I don't know who is going to be their face of the Latin community. They need somebody because Rey Mysterio ain't going to be wrestling forever. And Dominic still has a long way to go to get to that level. So they need to really pick it up with Latin American representation in the WWE. And that's just coming from a personal, you know, that's personal to me because I'm Latin American and I want to see some representation on there. Um, so, I mean, to see Kalisto go is um, is sad too. It's sad too. Uh, then, a couple minutes later, Samoa Joe gets released, Jermaine. Samoa Joe. This one hurts. I'm not. I'm not really bothered by it because that hurts. He he hasn't been wrestling for what a year. whole year. Yeah, yeah, and he's on commentary. He, he's all right. On he's good. He, I think he's really good since, on commentary. He's fresh. You know. Yeah, but for me, ever since he debuted on the main roster, yeah, he's been a disappointment for me. Yeah, especially when I just just gave up on him was that fatal four way with him. Brock Lesnar <laughs> he didn't do shit, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Braun Strowman, yeah, he didn't do anything in the match. He was like on the ground outside. I thought he was gonna give it to Brock Lesnar, but no, no. no. Ever since then, I'm just like, man, I'm done with Samoa Joe. Yeah, they didn't so, use him properly. I mean, this this is a they didn't. This is a bulldozer. I know you always say, like we always say, you know, um, the Samoan bulldozer was. Uh, Oh, his name Umaga. Umaga, right? But this guy, yeah, Samoa Joe's a bulldozer himself, man. A guy his size, being as athletic and as agile as him, they should have used him properly. WWE never used him properly from the beginning, and he was injury prone too. But I think he showed yeah, them yeah. that he could be a great um, ambassador. You know, he can go do the be a stars. He can go be on commentary. He can um, do some maybe producing or something backstage. I thought, aside from wrestling, Samoa Joe brought something to the table uh, for them to use him. But here we go. I mean, who knows, too? Because these wrestlers might have asked for the release, too. We're just assuming. Yeah, you, never you, know, know. you never know what the real story is. We're just taking it for what we're reading. But to me, it hurts. Samoa Joe hurts a lot. I, I think I think he's AEW-bound. I hope not, man. I hope not. But I have, something <laughs> to say. I have something to say about that after, for sure. Then after him, they announced that Peyton Royce got released as well. So the Iconics are no longer in the WWE. And a lot of fans are torn, man. I, I never realized how a lot of people really like the Iconics. They like their promo former, work. They found them funny. Former women's tag team champions. And they won. They beat Sasha and Bailey at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. But... Here's my thing, man. You already heard my comments about Billy Kay. Um, 
Peyton Royce, I think, is maybe two to five percent better in the ring than Billy Kay. And she did this big promo on what's a raw talk one day a couple like a couple weeks ago, and she said she needed a chance. She's sick and tired of sitting in the back. Like she wants Oscar, she wants a women's championship match. Okay, fine. You asked for it, they gave it to her. So they gave her a, a match opportunity. And I believe that this match was kind of like a test to see what she can do in the ring, her intensity, her character, everything. And this was on March 22nd, 2021, when she faced Oscar, right? And this yeah. is a big opportunity. They're putting her with the Raw Women's Champion at the time, Asuka. And listen, as soon as she came in, her entrance music hit, she just has no electricity, no no like she's just missing that oomph, you know that x factor yeah she's yeah. very lazy I looking think billy k had that though oh no even worse man i just i what? never i never saw it with them i never did you know and Peyton royce comes down you know her moves there she's just sloppy um just not execute her timing is off um you know she almost killed oscar on the apron there with a neck breaker <laughs> You know, it's just in the way she moves into into position and everything. It's just there's nothing there. And yes, you can talk a big game when you're doing promo. Promo is a big important thing. Don't get me wrong, but if you're not going to show up in the ring, you're not going to show up with at least showing that you care and that you have this intensity and that you're a wrestler. Like even when they started off the match, you know how they're like moving back and forth, feeling each other before the ring before the bell rings. Yeah. She's just standing there, like waiting and like counting down and probably going through her head, like all the moves she has to do. While Asuka, you know, and, and all these other women look like they're ready oh, yeah, to go yeah. into battle, you know, like she's missing it. Like she's just, she's still green. She's not, and that makes sense to me. As per business, I don't see her being a future WWE women's champion. I don't. I don't see them investing time in her. Right? They gave her enough time. Yeah. They showed, they tried to give her a chance and she just never, she didn't pull through. You know what I mean? Like seeing her, I could have seeing her face, Oscar. They could have easily put in Shotzi Blackheart or somebody from NXT, right? Uh, uh, f- just in there instead of her, and it would have made no difference, right? So to me, like yeah, she, she hey, didn't stick out. You never man. know. I just you I don't see know. it. She might go away to a, another company, right? Make some noise, yes. And she yeah. may come back. Hey, Drew McIntyre did it. Yeah, well, see, that's was, Drew was able to do that and catch WWE's attention again. We'll see what these all these superstars that were let go today. Let's see what they can do outside of WWE. Let's see if they can make some noise, right? Let's see what they can do without the powers that be at WWE. Uh, that also includes uh, Bo Dallas as well. Bo Dallas got released as well today. And yeah. some people are disappointed because they were anticipating him to be a part of the fiend storyline but to be honest with you if i was Bo dallas i wouldn't want to be part of that storyline <laughs> like it just took a turn for worse uh, at me hey man it'd be better than doing anything that than sitting and catering like, all day yeah man they just let at him go getting the screen time i mean he did get some screen time at wrestlemania he was out there on night one when vince mcmahon was out there to welcome everybody that's the last time we saw him on WP television. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, see, there you go. But he got let go as well. I just, this whole Iconics things, I'm shocked that people like really care and are hurt by the Iconics. Now, to me, it's just like, yeah, it's been a long time coming. I would have gotten rid of them a long time ago. <laughs> I just, you know, good riddance. You know, I, I just, wow. I don't, I, I was never, never, ever entertained by them. And I was never really, I never saw them as an X factor. Never, never did. Mm. That's just me, though. 
That's just me. Who else okay. got released? Uh, Jermaine, let's see. Let's go down the list here. What's it like? Some old Joe. Yeah. Was, oh, that's right. Before we start, before we hit record here, um, of course, uh, they released Mojo Rowley, which, you know, he should have been released a long time ago, to be honest with you. Yeah, they they really, tried with him. I'm surprised he lasted this long. Honestly, they tried with him so many times. They repackaged him. He was this intense heel who would look in the mirror and do. You know, promos looking at his face. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's it's time to go. Just put him out of his misery. So far, these are yeah. the names. Okay, Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Rowley, Bull Dallas, and Wesley Blake. You got ten names there that have been featured endeavored by the WWE, and I think more to come. Any predictions? I got one. Alistair Black. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm reading now that they're going to repackage him. They've been filming some new vignettes for oh. him. So he's not quite done yet. They're going to repackage him one more time. That's what I'm reading here. They should send him back to NXT. He would do a lot better in NXT, but apparently that was rejected, that, too. Exactly. But yeah, wow. that was rejected. An interesting note here, though, is that everyone that was released today are under a 90-day no-compete clause. So we won't be seeing them for another three yep. months in some other federation or some other wrestling promotion. So, um, and interesting note, Jermaine, this comes one year after the COVID-19 budget cuts, which were on April 15th, 2020. So it looks like April 15th is Judgment Day <laughs> in WWE, <laughs> literally. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, we missed the pay-per-view Judgment Day. No, no, it's every 15th of April of every year yep. nowadays. Um, and John Laurinaitis, who recently took over as head of WWE Talent Relations, made the release phone calls this afternoon and cited budget cuts as a reason for the departures. So that gives you kind of like an insight there that maybe they didn't ask for the releases here. These were budget cuts and these were the expendables. Uh, Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Rowley, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. Some of them we understand, right? A lot of them we don't, oh, yeah. and, and some of them we disagree with, which is always the case. But, um, you know, if Alistair Black here, what I just told you here, who, who's another person you think that will be released? Uh, hmm. They should get rid of, uh, what's his name? <laughs> they should get rid of. <laughs> Tucker, no, Otis and his partner. Yeah, so Tucker. Shorty G. Oh, Shorty. You think they should Otis get rid of Shorty? Shorty G. Really? Shorty G? Wow. Yeah, man. You just put him together with Otis? Come on. Just get rid of them. Oh, man, they're in a hot streak right now. Of losing? Well, <laughs> they, they just started pushing Otis and at the expense of Rey Mysterio. And Dominic. So, I don't know, man. Who knows what WWE is up their sleeve? I just know that what there's are you, more. What are your predictions? I don't know, man. I don't know. I know there's more to come. 100%. All the names that I see here, aside from Joe and Kalisto, I'm surprised that there's no 205 Live guys on here. Hmm. I'd be, I'm surprised. I would like, you know, not that I would like to see 205 guys here, but... I feel like they don't put that much emphasis on 205 Live, even though Mick Foley's son writes it. Um, really? Yeah, Dewey. But He really does? Yeah, Dewey writes 205 Live. He's one of the writers on there. So, I don't know. I don't know who, man. I mean, there's a lot of people they don't use, and 
I don't know. I have no predictions, but I'm surprised about Samoa Joe. That's the name that kind of, eh, they could have used him. They could have definitely used him. So abrupt. So abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll definitely, I mean, for more, for more updates and for more coverage, you can definitely follow us on our Instagram page. That's been growing, Jermaine, just growing by the day. And I'm happy to see it. Uh, that's at SmartDown, BLVD, at SmartDown Boulevard. We'll be right back with a watch-along from WrestleMania to get all these negative news out of our way. Okay, Jermaine? Let's just have some fun now. It's just too much. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Attention Smarks, calling all Smarks. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Anchor. Many of you are listening to us on Anchor already, but if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It's free? Yes, free. And after hearing what Anchor can do for you, you won't believe that it's free. All right, I'm listening. Tell me more. So on Anchor, you can use creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more audio streaming platforms. And did we mention that it's all free? All free. Yes, you heard it again. Free. So Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, now is the time to do it and use Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the boulevard. Welcome back to Smart Down Boulevard. Okay, so we talked about some horrible booking on Monday Night Raw, the Raw after WrestleMania. We talked about the future endeavors that were announced today as of today's recording on Thursday, April 15th, which is Judgment Day. We're going to call this Judgment Day now in WWE, Jermaine. It has to be. I mean, two years in a row now, April 15th? Come on. Yeah, and all this, all this news of all these releases just... They changed our plans. We had plans about what we're going to talk about, but Mm -hmm. we had to talk about what's current. Yeah. And we had to inform our smarks out there about what's going on and give our, our humble opinions on what's going on, what's happening. But yeah, again, we wish, we wish all the best to everyone who's released. Honestly. Yeah. Like now's the time to make your mark. I mean, show them that you don't need the WWE. Right, I mean, that's right. Do what you got to do and prove them wrong. That's that's really what it's all about at this point. Yeah, and like Jermaine was saying, we were supposed to honestly watch several matches. We're going to take it easy and just sit back and watch some wrestling for the show and do another watch along. We're supposed to watch like two, three matches depending on time from WrestleMania, but we decided to just watch one because of time's sake. And it was hard to choose which one we were going to watch, Jermaine, because there were maybe three, four matches that really stuck out with, to us over the weekend, as we've described on our Monday show, the two-for-one special. But we stuck with this one because I think this one had a lot of emotion coming into it, and it was just a great match, a, a nicely compacted wrestling match on WrestleMania Night 1, right? If Dave Metzler doesn't give this a five-star... Or close to then- it. Yeah, or close to it then. At least what? We know like, what's a fair is. thing? Like, I know I gave it a 4 out of 5 or 4.5 out of 5, and I believe you gave it around the same thing. What do you think Meltzer would yeah. give this? Because his <laughs> his bias. head is coming out of uh, the so far up 
Tony Khan's butt that is coming out of his throat. I, I think he'd probably give it a three. <laughs> think he'll give it a three? Not even a 3.5? Man. Three. Wow. Okay. If he gives it anything yeah. less than a three, you're definitely going to hear from us next week on the boulevard because that's just that's a no-no. That's right. That is a no-no. But to me, this is honestly one of the best matches of the whole weekend, one of the best matches of night one for sure. Seth Rollins versus... Antonio Cesaro or Cesaro or Claudio Castanoli for all you ROH originals there. Um, this, if you're an ROH fan like I am, this is Tyler Black versus Claudio Castanoli. This is Seth Rollins versus Cesaro from WrestleMania Night One. And if you have the WWE Network or if you're on Peacock TV in the United States, you're going to go and find WrestleMania Night One. WrestleMania 37, and look at the time. The time is 1 hour, 31 minutes, and 21 seconds. You should be seeing Seth Rollins, and his mouth should be open as if he's saying, oh. <laughs> That's what you should be seeing right now on your screen. 1 hour, 31 minutes, and 21 seconds. This is where we're going to start. We're not going to do the intros because they take too long in the video packages. It's just it's just fluff. We just want to get to the match and review it and get our thoughts about it, Jermaine. That's what it is. So you, hopefully you guys can join along as well. In three, two, one, and when I say go, you're going to press play and you're going to watch along with us here on the boulevard. Jermaine, are you ready? You got your popcorn? You got I'm your ready. drink? Okay. Here we go. In three, two, one, go. Isn't that crazy? His first singles match at WrestleMania. Guy's been at 10 manias. 10 manias. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh. Right away, man. The intensity is there. Rollins not having any of it in the early moments of this matchup. And now Rollins got caught by Cesaro. And Cesaro, oh, what a dragon screw takedown by Cesaro. Yeah, honestly, you're not going to hear much from us because we're just going to be enamored by what we're watching. <laughs> no, but, I mean, impressions here, I mean, these two, obviously, you know they're workers. They're great. Seth Rollins has proven himself. Cesaro is, you know, he should be at the top right now. I love that move. Oh, that uppercut is nasty. Um, mark my words, Jermaine. I will get to that elite figure of Cesaro when it comes out. 100%. I, I promise you that. This is a monumental moment. It is a monument. Yeah, and look at Cesaro Airways. <laughs> That's because of the swing. Look at this. The selling. Okay, pay attention to this, guys. We don't see this that often. The selling. Right? And look, and he goes back to the selling. Look at that. We don't see that that often anymore. He, know, he knows what he's doing, man. You know, it's, it's, it's just so rare to see nowadays, and it's such a... Such a lost art in wrestling. It's like, okay, let's get to the next move and let's forget about selling. No, you got to make it somewhat believable. Every time Seth Rollins does this to a, new, to a superstar Buckle now, bomb. It, it scares me because we all know what happened to Sting. What are your thoughts on Cesaro, man? Are you as a fan? Like, I don't know. I think I asked you this on Friday, but are you, are you a big fan like I am? Like, do you, uh, do you see him holding... I'm a, I'm a fan of his movesets. Okay. Like the uppercuts. Oh, yeah, you said the promo work needs some help, right? Yeah, it does. Okay, yeah. I, I You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, but yes, that's one of his downfalls. I know he's improved greatly. 
Um, clearly, that SmackDown Raw talk that they do, that promo was just really good. One of the best ever. It was, yeah. And um, people got behind him. Everyone's behind Cesaro. And that's tough to do nowadays, to have the crowd behind you. And it's genuine. It's not forced. It's just yeah. genuine excitement, and you're just behind somebody. Reminds me kind of like, not as intense, but kind of like, you know, WrestleMania 30 and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. It's just so you're genuine right. and natural. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, I love that. I love that Falcon Arrow. <laughs> Look at this. Cornette recently said on his show that he doesn't like when Rollins converts this into that red arrow. But Why, lack of selling? Lack of selling and because it takes away from the first move. But, you know, we have seen those top rope backdrops so much, right? Yeah, uh, millions, of millions of times. So the fact that he even gets up after that and converts it into that just adds to it. You know, I, I have to disagree. Exactly. So even here, like, they didn't go straight to the mat. Like, it's not a mat wrestling, but they're still doing wrestling moves and incorporating the, yeah. you know, the the pageantry and the over-the-top stuff of what WWE yep. is. And he's still selling. He's still selling. Even though he's using it, he's still selling. And this is a Cesaro showcase, Jermaine. Look at that. <laughs> those, those uppercuts have to hurt somewhat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And look, he's still selling the arm. Of course he is. And look, back to the selling. You're going to use it yep. fine, but you're going to sell it. The Young Bucks would have grown a new limb by now. <laughs> now, watching this match again, see, he might have used that arm a bit too much, but he's still selling it. That's the thing. Like He sells it. He has to use it because it's part of his repertoire. There's no way around it. But, yeah, maybe... I can get behind it, though. I can definitely get behind it. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that was sick. I love, I love the reversals. Nice reversal. And this match is filled with reversals, as you'll see. Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> yeah. I believe this is another one right there. Oh. Yeah, so Corey Graves is counting there for us. Four counters. Look at that. Look at the fluid. That's, just, that's counter number five. Yo, it's just so fluid, Jermaine. Like, it's just so smooth. You know what I mean? I love the spin. Love it. Now, the sharpshooter, of course, you're like, oh, I read up, like, why is he using a sharpshooter? Come on. You know he was part, he was a tag team champion with uh, Tyson Kidd. So, you know, Tyson Kidd, Hart Family, Hart, you know, Dungeon, Mary Tanati. Um, of course, he uses that as homage to uh, Mr. Tyson Kidd, TJ. A little shout out. Yes, of course. I like that. I like that a lot. 
Oh, Cesaro could be looking for the neutralizer. If he hits this, he'll put Seth Rollins away. Meanwhile, Rollins, though... Like, a guy, his, his size and everything is just so agile, too. Oh. And strong. Strong. Yeah. First into the top turnbuckle. Rollins now measuring Cesaro. And he'll launch himself off the top rope. And a knee caught... That was stiff. That was a stiff knee to the face. And Rollins with a sling blade. I don't like the sling blade. I think... Finn Balor uses it way too much in a match. I know Seth Rollins doesn't overuse he uses it once and that's it. But it's just it's just over it's one of those moves where if you're playing 2K, you you can use over and over again. It's just annoying. There we go, big move. That is that is just refreshing. That corkscrew yeah. frog splash. That is something that Tyler Black of course, that's what Seth Rollins used to go by in uh, ROH. That is what he used to do in ROH. That was one of his moves. And he pulled it out here. It's insane. And it means so much because he's facing someone who was in ROH with him at the same time back in the day, and that's yep. Cesaro. So, And then you know what? Cesaro goes, okay, you're bringing that? I'll give you one too, but that comes a little bit later here, and, and I'll point it out as well, which is why I love there's storytelling in this match too. And yes, you have to be a little bit smart to the business and know a little bit of wrestling history and be invested into these guys too, Jermaine. But there's storytelling, there's intensity, there's selling, it's believable, you're in it, you can't take your eyes off of it. And these guys are just smooth. Look, look, look how smooth, man. Ooh. I thought this was it. But I'm glad it continued. <laughs> yeah, that would have been way too quick. It was a good false finish, though. That was good. And this is the proving ground. When you are Cesaro, this is all you've ever wanted. As we take a look at this look, look, it's just one move to another. There's no pausing. There's yeah. no hesitation. It's just these are professional guys, man. And it all makes sense. They're and it makes rushing. sense. Yes. It's not forced, you know? They're not trying to get to the next spot. No. No, they're not. Everything just flows into the next thing. Look at that. Boom. Pedigree. That's another nice false finish. My heart dropped. My heart dropped. I thought that Seth was going to get it there. Yes, they were. The universe, the WWE universe in Raymond James Stadium was so invested in this match, and I was happy to see that too. And they're all rooting for for Cesaro. Would you rather him use a pedigree or use a curb stomp? Curb stomp. Yeah. Yeah, the pedigree, I don't know. Never was really a fan of him using it. But I don't again, like wrestlers doing each other's finishing moves yes. unless they're dead. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, I am inevitable, like Thanos says. <laughs> yeah. Oh! That was a stiff elbow. Yeah, you heard that. You just heard his skin. I think they show the replay of it because it's so stiff. Oh, yeah, here we go. Look at this, Jermaine. Oof. Oh, man. Cesaro's cheeks were, like, almost taken off there, too. The whiplash. 
Look at this beauty. This is the, this is the move that we've been talking about all week, Jermaine. Oh. Here we go. Claudio Castagnoli callback. Oh. Boom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen. You can after that. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to the fans, man. This is just. This is just amazing. And I hate Michael Cole. Should have just shut up and let the people count. I don't hate Michael Cole. Ugh, shut up. <laughs> That's a record. 23. It's over. Murder, she wrote. Oh, yeah. Look at the emotion, man. Look at everybody. That was awesome. Oh man, just goosebumps. I get goosebumps, man. Well deserved. Yes. Stand up. You can see Raymond James Stadium standing in appreciation. I promise you, so is the locker room. Cesaro has worked his ass off his entire life for this moment. It is the biggest win of Cesaro's long career. Yeah. Cesaro section right here, bro. You gotta look too far. Look at the fans, man. They're just so into it. Yeah. Just rooting for the man. This transition here was nasty. Boom! Yeah, man. Cesaro would take Rollins swinging first with the UFO. Notice no hands. That UFO is amazing. Look up. Boom. <laughs> it's so good. Good measure. 23 trips around the WWE universe courtesy of Cesaro's swing. And then he would finish things off, Corey, with the patented neutralized. Like the emotion when he gets the three man. It's just look at that. Just pure emotion. Yeah. Just raw emotion. And I like the last part here, too. Sorry, so he gets his hand raised, and then he's thanking the crowd and the fans. And then look at Corey Graves. So that means a lot because Corey Graves and him were tag team partners in NXT, and you know they trained together and they, they came up. And then you know Corey Graves suffered a, a career-ending injury, which is why he's not wrestling, and that's why he's been doing commentary for the longest time now. But, um, yeah, that's just all around feel-good moment for Cesaro. And I'm a fan. And I hope, I'm hoping, please, WWE, tomorrow night on SmackDown, make him relevant. Let's keep this going. Show us, allow him to show why he's a main eventer, why he should have been there. 
for the longest time. So I'm a fan, and I'm glad we watched this, Jermaine, because it's a great short match. I mean, it's not a 40-minute spectacle, but it's a great match, compact. And it oh, had, it could have been, though. It could have been. It could have been. I would have loved to see, like, Angle Michaels, uh, some sort of, you know how Shawn Michaels and Angle face each other at WrestleMania? And that was just a classic there. I would have loved to see something like that, too. Do some mat wrestling, do some high spots, do some ridiculous spots. That would have been amazing to see, too. And the beauty of it, there's no gimmick. There's no stupid gimmick behind the match. It was just in the ring, pure wrestling, which is what we like. So that was Cesaro. Versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania Night One, which happened last week Saturday. Time flies by, don't it, Jermaine? Yeah, oh, Korea man, yeah. time goes by so quick, <laughs> so quick. We'll be right back to wrap things up here on the Boulevard. You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. All right, Jermaine, let's wrap things up. This has been another successful episode and a successful two-for-one week. Monday, we hit everybody up with a WrestleMania 37 review. And honestly, man, this pretty much marks the end of our WrestleMania week. Seems like it's been two weeks coverage. And we ended it off with a bang. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. But the news still continues. Yeah, WWE, <laughs> WWE needs to just keep WrestleMania to one day, please. One day. I mean, you already gave us the whole week. There's something happening every day. Okay, I get it. Even NXT is two nights now. The takeover, just one night is enough, guys. Give us some rest, please. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. But this is wrestling. Twenty four seven, like we said, we're gonna keep things. Uh, obviously, we're gonna keep track of anybody else who's been let go. Um, for more. As always, guys, you can listen to us on Anchor.fm online or on the app that you can download for free. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course, iHeartRadio. And to keep up with more content, to connect with us, to find updates, find us on Instagram. It's the best way, at Smartdown Boulevard. That's at Smartdown BLVD to keep the conversation going. Jermaine, we're on the road to being a one-year-old podcast. I believe May 14th is our one-year anniversary show. We are gearing up for that. We are in the um, creative room, and we are discussing what to do for that show. Hopefully, we come up with something. It's going to be... uh, Honestly, I want to make it a little bit special because it's one year. We've made it, man. We're almost there. One year as a podcast. And we've already celebrated so many milestones. We, the 50th episode, we've, you know, we're on iHeartRadio, we're everywhere. Uh, The Instagram page is growing and it's just, you know, it's been a great year here on the Boulevard and we want to share it with the fans out there too. So I'm looking forward to that, Jermaine. Thanks as always for being here and, you know, get some rest, man. Honestly, it's, it's been a crazy WrestleMania week and I think this is it. This is it. I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's right we all need to get some good rest we do and hopefully there isn't too much we have to cover next time <laughs> <laughs> hopefully next week we can just sit back and you know go back to covering that uh all factions i mean all friends i mean all elite wrestling and seeing what the hell they're up to um, all petite all petites mean, yeah oh, sorry i don't know what name they are but whatever they want to be this week or you know trying to get Mike Tyson to come in and do stuff for them that just falls flat. Anyway, that's talk for next week. <laughs> <laughs> that's talk for next week. As always, oh, thanks for joining us, guys. Until next time, Smarks. Tuck your chin in. This is Smart Down Boulevard!